Welcome to Connection with Brian and Nicole Wright. Hello. Welcome. Welcome to another episode of Connection with Brian and Nicole. And it's your turn, go. No, that was my part. <laughs> See, I last forgot. time, last week, I got so excited, I jumped right in and I forgot to welcome y'all. I said, I'm introducing this time because I'm going to remember to welcome them because I'm happy they're here. And he just jumped all over my stuff. That was my part. I forgot we were Reset. doing that. <laughs> we can do it again. Ready? No. And go. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Welcome to Connection <laughs> Show with Brian and Nicole. You've already got it. Just go with it. That was the best opening ever. <laughs> <laughs> and if it's your first time listening, then you're going, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Who are these crazy We are people? real people who really <laughs> love Jesus, and he really obviously loves us. <laughs> Go ahead. Tell them all about it. No. <laughs> this is, um, so hi, welcome to Connection Show for the third time. <laughs> this is Brian, and I'm Nicole. Um, well, we've been talking about resets and just what is reset and having that um, fellowship. And so we're excited that you're here for another yeah, week because we get to jump into another great topic. Um, this week we're talking about resetting to your father. Yeah. And just hold on to your britches because this is a good one. <laughs> and if you ever uh, need anything where we can uh, answer a question for you or you have a prayer request, you can definitely look at uh, connectionshow.org. Good job. Oh, look at us being in sync. <laughs> We have an intimate fellowship. That's awesome. We have Reset Fellowship. Yeah, there you That's go. That's good. We're in our first love. <laughs> We're trying full to make of it. Embarrassed. <laughs> That's true. You're not so, embarrassing. Not? Nope. Really? That is not a challenge. Go. <laughs> this could be a really I'll embarrass fun myself. show. <laughs> well, we just we thank you for joining us, and uh, we hope that you're having fun. You know, Jesus is fun. Yeah. And uh, he's... You can have a lot of fun with Christ and in God. And if you're not, you're probably missing out on a big part of who he is. And, and you should uh, reset. Yes, you should reset, which is that's kind of what we were talking yeah. about last week. And uh, we just we want to talk today about resetting to your father. And um, there's one of the things about the Lord is that he really has the heart of a father. And when I say that, I know that the society a lot of times looks at a father and kind of looks at him in a bad light. Uh, some people look at him in a good light. But you have to understand that when we're talking about God being a father, it's the best light that ever can be. It is the best relationship that you can ever have. And if you ever miss that relationship, if you ever miss that uh, father relationship with a physical father, God will be that to you in a way uh, that will just go beyond your imagination and go beyond uh, what you think of him. That really is his heart. Um, so you want to talk about the uh, first verse? Yeah. <laughs> Let me get back to it. Um, well, and, you know, I was caught up in myself because I was thinking, just about that relationship with God. Um, so many people look at God the Father as the Father who um, is always wanting to reprimand and you know be mean and harsh, or the Father yeah. that's not always there. Um, and we have to remember that this is God the Father that is everything a father should be. The right. Father who is 
always there for you. The Father that loves you and protects you and holds you and caresses you. But the Father who loves you enough to say, baby, that's not right. That's right. You need to do, you know, you need to do it differently. But he's never harsh. He's never, you know, smacking your hand with the ruler. Or you'll use the analogy of, you know, sending down the lightning bolt. He's the Father that when you mess up, you know, he'll just, he'll say, baby, that's not it. Now, he right. can get loud if he needs to, but he is everything the yeah. earthly father is supposed to be. Um, and it's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful relationship. And I think that's what is important for us to remember. Amen. So, okay, now where were we? <laughs> well, Matthew 9.36, yeah. we start to see that where it says, uh, Jesus seeing the people, he felt compassion for them because they were distressed and dispirited like sheep without a shepherd. Yeah. And uh, this is the heart of a father. He, he looked on people and said, look, they're, they're like sheep. And basically what he's saying is they're like sheep without a father. Yeah. You know, they're, they're sheep without a shepherd. And, and that place of not having, let, let me just kind of go this direction for a moment. When we do not have a proper father relationship in our lives, then we will automatically go to the place where we are dispirited, uh, we are distressed, we are under pressure, we have a low morale. We will constantly go to that place because that's part of uh, the design of God is to keep us in the place where we have a high uh, morale, where we are not under pressure, where mm -hmm. we're free from the cares of the world. But he does that by giving us not only fathers spiritually and physically, uh, but him being one to you. And so today we really want to look at that. How does God want to be reset in you and in your life as a father? Um, God does not want, this is what I see in that verse, God does not want a lot of spiritual orphans. Yeah. He doesn't want a lot of spiritual orphans. And um, I wanted to, thought we could take a minute and just think about the orphan. Think about uh, that position and, uh, you know, what, what are they thinking of, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, you, you know, you talk to an orphan or um, if, you, if you ever have talked to an orphan, they're almost to a degree identity-less. You know, they don't have that father or that parent to, you know, be there and to love on them. But they also don't know, where am I from? Who right. am I? You know, they don't have that, that um, part of them to identify with. Um, so they don't know where they came from. They don't know, you know, who they are, who they're supposed to be. And so it's almost a feeling of um, despair and not having, yeah, not having a hope of, you know, something to look forward to, not having an identity. Yeah. So it's just, it's just sad. One of the descriptions of an orphan was uh, fatherless, parentless, yeah. um, somebody that won't give them direction. Uh, and in parentheses, it, without hope or inheritance. Or inheritance, yeah. yeah. They don't have anything. There's no hope left. There's no inheritance. Well, that reminds me of Romans chapter 5 mm -hmm. and verses 6, 8, and 10. It says this, that uh, we were helpless sinners and enemies of God. Yeah. We were in a bad place. Yeah. We were in a bad, bad position. And that's that spiritual orphan. And yet, in the middle of that, even while we were still enemies with God, here he looks down and says, I don't want them to be fatherless. Right. I don't want them to be orphans. 
And then Jesus made this statement uh, in John 14, 18. I will not, not leave you, you as, orphans. as orphans. I will come to you. Yeah. This is what Reset's about. He, Jesus, is coming to you. And he's saying, let me be who I really want to be in your life. And my heart is to be that loving father, the one that you've dreamt about, the one you may have never had, the one you may have had a piece of but never had the fullness of. That's who Jesus wants to be uh, to all of us. And that's who God wants to be because Jesus was fulfilling the heart of God, the heart of the Father. Um, that's the heart of God. Yeah. You know? And I love that part of the verse that says, I will come to you. Yes. And he is. He is always coming to us. He is always looking for ways to reach us. Yes. We just have to choose to see him. We have to choose to reset that fellowship. Yes. And to open the door to him, to our, you know, for our lives to him. Yes. You know, it, he says right there, he says, I will not leave you orphans. And the truth of the matter is, he didn't. Yeah. You know, he will not leave us orphans, and he did not. Um, God greatly, I wrote this down, God greatly desires to be your father. He wants to reset the orphan to a son or daughter, to a child of mm -hmm. God. God wants, I love this, God wants to reset the orphaned life to an heir. Yeah. That's what God wants to do. Yeah. He wants to turn somebody without hope, without uh, any inheritance, without direction, and he wants to turn that person to the place where they have an identity, they have an inheritance, they have the love and direction and the care of himself. Well, and not just, awesome. you know, any, any identity or any inheritance, but you've got the King of Kings, the yeah. Lord of Lords, saying, I want you. I have given up my life for you so that you can yeah. have everything. So, you know, it's wow. Yes, yeah. There's uh, some scriptures uh, to pull up is Romans chapter 8, uh, verse 14 through 16. And it, and it says this, For all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons or the children of God. Uh, now, I want you to notice, I want you to notice in here in these scriptures where it doesn't say all those who are being led uh, by their logic mm -hmm. all these who are being led uh, by their church now, church is not necessarily bad but he's specifically pointing out some way to be led here he's specifically pointing out how to enter into relationship and fellowship with him is by the spirit uh, reset is a spiritual fellowship yeah so uh, for all who are being led by the spirit of god these are the sons and the children of god for you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again, never again. But you have received a spirit of adoption as sons by which we cry out, Abba, Father. In other words, that's like Daddy, yeah. Father. And the Spirit, verse 16, the Spirit himself testifies with our spirit. Again, you see the Spirit testifying you see the relationship it's not happening in our brain it's not happening in logic it's happening on a spiritual level in in the realm in the plane of the spirit the spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of god 
So when we enter into a reset, when we enter into a fellowship with him, all of a sudden we start to move into the spiritual fellowship with him. And what happens is the Holy Spirit starts to minister to us. And what does he minister? The heart of God. Yeah. And what's the heart of God saying? I want to be your daddy. I want to be your father. I want to be that loving father to you. And I think it's good to... Um you know, catch on there that it is a spiritual thing. It's not yes. just physical. It's yes. not just giving time or thoughts or, you know, lip service or even action. I mean, we can serve in the church every time the doors are open. We can sit in prayer talking at God yes. for hours a day. We can be in our script or in our Bible reading for hours a day. Yeah. But are you fellowshipping with him? Are you talking with him or just at him? Yeah. Because you won't hear him if you're just talking at him because he's a gentleman, you know. And if all you're doing is ever talking, you're not, he's not going to get a word in edgewise. You yeah. know? It's a spiritual giving and taking. It's being led by him. It's receiving from him. It's beautiful yes. when it works the way it's supposed to be. But, you know, just because we serve, just because we say, you know, oh, yeah, I love Jesus, but then... Our actions don't line up with it. Our spiritual actions by spiritually choosing to be led. Yes. Then, you know, it's it's mute. It's null and void. Yeah. I, we were talking about this. I wrote this down. Notice that all fellowship moves and flows through the spirit. Mm -hmm. um, the reset fellowship does not just come through physical things like time. Mm -hmm. It doesn't just come through things like thoughts, words, or actions alone. Uh, for example... Uh, God is not just keeping up with how many hours you were in prayer. Yeah. That's not what God's doing. Um, God is not keeping up with how many chapters you read. Uh, God is not uh, keeping up with how often you go to church or how many people that you feed. That's not what it's about. Those are symptoms of the relationship, not the relationship themselves, not the intimate fellowship itself. Yeah. And a lot of times we confuse that because we, you know, we have this world that's constantly pulling us back and trying to grab our attention off of the things above and onto the things of this world. But our calling is to live by faith and not by sight. In other words, to live by the Spirit and not by sight. Uh, we need to make sure that that uh, fellowship is the way that God designed it. And a real fellowship is not wrapped up in how many of these did you do today you know yeah, he's not uh, grading yeah. you if if you came home every day and you said uh you know well listen you know, i love you and you only texted me twice today and i want to be texted at least seven times and tell me you know uh, first of all i'd laugh at you but then <laughs> <laughs> you know i would and uh i'm laughing at myself yeah. just not even saying it but i mean how that would not be felt. That's not that's fellowship. Ridiculous is what that's that is. the yeah. law. That's the law. Yeah. And yet we'll do that with prayer time. Mm -hmm. We'll do that with reading our Bible. And that's not what uh, resets about. That's not what an intimate fellowship is about. It's not a check the box relationship. No. Oh, no. I've prayed today. Check. Yes. Oh, I've read the Bible. Check. Okay. Yeah. God's gonna love me. He's gonna hear my prayers. It's a it's a beautiful fellowship. It's interacting talking receiving yes it's having yeah. a, re, a relate an intimate relationship yeah. it's knowing him so well that you know even though i know how what he's going to say when i go to him with this 
I still want to talk to him. Yes, yeah. Um, in John four twenty four, it says, and it shows us this picture again, God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. In other words, one of the things, you know, God's showing us again, this is the path that this is going to take if it's working correctly. It's going to happen in a spiritual nature. It's going to happen in truth, you know, in Christ. Uh, that's part of that. Uh, a reset is a spiritual fellowship. Mm -hmm. If you are not, listen to this statement, if you're not worshiping, serving, connecting, and fellowshipping with God by your spirit, you are not living a reset life. If it's not by your spirit, if it's just in your head and in you know the things that you do, that's not intimate fellowship. Yeah. That's not what Jesus paid for. That's not eternal life. That's trying to earn it. That's the law. Yeah. Yes, that's actually what Jesus came to bring you out of. I, I can, you know, right now, just, just right now, I, I can sense that the light bulb is coming on for some people and they're going, whoa, that's how I've been living for years now, thinking that this is right. I've been wondering what's wrong. That's exactly why we're talking about reset. And right now, I just ask, Lord, we just agree and we just ask right now that you, Lord, would continue to pull back the veil of those deceptions, the veil of the law, the veil of the flesh, and, Lord, reveal the glory that you have had, uh, that you have been desiring to pour out on each individual believer. Lord, pull back and reveal your goodness, your love, your mercy. And, Lord, I just ask that each person hearing this would be strengthened with all your might right now to set it, uh, set it up within them. I will not let go of this intimacy again. I will not let go of this fellowship with Christ again. I will not uh, move back to aspects of the law, but I will fulfill everything that Christ paid for me, and I will worship him in spirit and truth. Yeah. Lord, let those things be right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for the work that you're doing in hearts right there. Right there, Lord. Thank you for that. Thank you for the reset. Do you have anything to add to that prayer before? Thank you, Lord, for resetting people. Thank you, Father, for shining the light on those areas right now. Amen. 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 You know, living in the Spirit, um, a lot of people can hear that and go, Golly, Brian and Nicole, I don't, I don't know how to do that. And uh, I would say, don't, don't fret over that. You are actually created as a spirit, and this is your natural way to live. You, if once you realize that, you'll have to see that you've just been trained to live by the flesh, and this world has done a great job of conforming and molding you into a fleshly box. But if you will open yourself up to God, a spiritual person in you will open up to God and you will move right into what's actually normal to you. So don't fret about that. Just start opening up your heart to the Lord.
Um, it, this is how you were created to live, is in the Spirit of God. It's so. actually harder to live in the flesh. It is. Yep. You know, I mean, once you realize who you are, you know, we're constantly having to work to live in the flesh because we're constantly thinking, okay, what am I supposed to do here? You know, as a mom, what should I do? I've had so many moms that, you know, will come up to me and say, well, when you had a baby, did you run up there and check on them, you know, 15 times throughout the night? Did you put your hand on them to see if they were still breathing? Yeah. Well, no. No, I didn't. Right. What? You know? Right. And so living in the world is so hard because you're like, well, as a mom, what am I supposed to do? As a dad, what am I supposed to do? Okay, well, you know, what do I do here and what do I do there? Where God just says, peace. Yes. Be still. Yeah. Rest in me. So you get to go through life resting in him, it's, knowing that as you've got that intimate fellowship with him, he's going to yeah. say, you know what? I know you go to w- go to work this way every day, but I want you to turn left here. Yes. And yeah. you don't have to ask why. You don't have to look and see, you know, what's the traffic like today? What's the weather going to be like today? You know, what do I have on my calendar today? It's trusting that God's going to lead you and guide you on what you need to do. Yeah. It is truly easier to live in the spirit than it is to live in the flesh. Galatians 4, 6 says, because you are sons, God mm-hmm. has sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. And I wrote this, we need to allow our spirits to do the walking and talking, not our flesh. When we do that, we reset. Yep. We reset to our original status a child of God. Yeah, amen. So God has done something about our orphaned status and our orphaned condition. And as we kind of wrap up this show, I want to talk about one more point here, and that is this, is that one of my favorite things as a dad is when I walk through the door and the kids run up and go, Daddy, Daddy, <laughs> Daddy. I I love that. Like when they're, you know, Luke is two and right now and, Uh, you know, the first time I came home and he was standing in the door with a big smile and looking at me and I was like, oh my gracious, that just touched me so (laughs) much. But see, we have the ability to do that to God too, you know, and we have the ability to be like that to our father. Um, But that takes childlike faith, Mm -hmm. which the world has taught us not to have. He's not a hardened dude. No, he's not. He's such a loving father. And then, you know, we also... Here's one of the things that I wanted to point out is as much as I want to be their daddy and I am their daddy, if they do not want to come to me and receive from me, essentially they orphan themselves. In other words, if there's a point where our daughters and son decide, I don't want anything to do with that. Even if I'm completely good, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm human. I got a flesh to deal with, but, but I try to be. But let's say at one point they say, no, nah, uh, just don't want anything to do. Essentially, they just orphan themselves. Yeah. And we can do that. The Lord put it this way. He said, you shall have no other gods before me. Uh, the translation we talked about the first week of reset is, it, you can also say, you shall have no other gods before my face. In other words, what he's saying is, don't let anything come between me and you. Don't let anything do that. And don't let anything orphan yourself from me now from God he's always broadcasting as a loving father he's always broadcasting 
his love, his glory, his nature, his character. But God, this is what God's saying. Don't do things that will essentially disconnect us. Don't let stuff come between us. Don't orphan yourself because, you know, you've learned how to live worldly ways mm-hmm. or, or not have faith as a child or orphan yourself because you don't know who I am. Yeah. Get to know me yeah. and you'll start to see that. Uh, if we let things come between us and the face of God, although our status may not change, our tangible condition can change back to orphan and the outcome is the same. It's sobering. Actually. Yeah. You know, it's, I've been there. I've been in that place where I let myself be orphaned even though God, that was never the heart of God. And it, you know, it stunk, you know. Yeah. But the whole time, God is saying, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He is always there. He is always looking for ways to reach you. He is always sending somebody to point you back to him or to get his face back in front of you. Yes. And all we have to do literally is if we have orphaned ourselves, literally just turn around. Yes. Because he's right there. That's right. You know, he is always reaching to you know to get to us and all we have to do is just fellowship in the spirit you know truly desire diddy yes you know say diddy i want you and then just begin to fellowship with him in the spirit because he is longing for it more than we could ever imagine yeah there's um you know one of the things that i wrote was see even a physical relationship with god um and when i say that i mean a relationship that bypasses Mm -hmm. the spirit even, in other words, I go to church every week. Works. I read my Bible. Yeah. I pray all the time. Do I know God? Yes, I know God. But see, I'm you. doing all those things in a physical way yep. and not a spiritual relationship. It can come between us and God. And here's the perfect example of that is look at the Pharisees. The Pharisees, according to religion, was cream of the crop, you know. And they were... They were doing all these things for God, searching the scriptures daily, going to worship, going to prayer, doing all that stuff. And yet Jesus stood in front of them and they didn't recognize him. Yeah. In other words, the picture of the heart of God was standing right in front of them and and they didn't didn't even see him because they had a relationship, but it was a relationship with religion and a relationship in the physical, Mm -hmm. but not the spiritual. Well, and this is, you know, another example of where, you know, we can we can serve all day long till the day is, you know, dark. But then when our time has come and we, you know, we get there and God says, but I don't know you because that's, you know, the reason is, is because we're not worshiping in spirit. We're not having that intimate fellowship. We're checking the boxes and we're we're serving God but we're never giving our true selves because our true selves are not robots. Our true selves aren't going to just come to church and, you know, be a greeter and open the door and, hi, welcome to this church and, you know, run the sound and click the buttons or anything. A true servant of God is going to say, oh, I'm so excited to get there and serve my king, but we're going to pour our whole selves into it and we're going to be fellowshipping with him as we're doing it so that, when we reach out to him truly, he'll, he'll you know, hey, Nicole, how are you? Yeah. Good to see you today because he'll know us. 
your father desires real fellowship, a real spiritual reset. In order to not be a spiritual orphan, we must uh, fellowship in the spirit and we must truly desire our daddy, our father. Yeah. And uh, then, and only then, will I uh, lose my orphan status, but I'll gain uh, the spiritual and physical inheritance of the king of kings. It really is this simple. Yep. It really is this simple. Lord, I open up my heart to you. I open myself. I need you. I need help. I open myself to you. And Lord, right now, I, I want you. Yeah. And so right now, if that's you, just pray this with me. Father, Father, I open myself to you. I receive Christ. And I believe that you raised him from the dead. He is my Lord. I believe in him. And right now, I receive a fellowship, an intimate relationship with Jesus. And I praise you for it and thank you for it. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. And like always, you can find more at connectionshow.org. Give us, give us an uh, email. Send it to us. Send us a question. Thank you so much for being with us. Have a great day. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining Brian and Nicole on this week's broadcast of Connection. Connection is all about connecting you more intimately with Jesus. Through that, we want to help you find your joy again and really live. Contact us or watch more shows online at connectionshow.org. We love you. Have a great week.